Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges, the franchise business journey podcast by Eden Exchange. Today we spoke to Mark Rainbird, who is the Director of Funding Strategies, experts in capital raising, advisory work, acquisitions and businesses for sale. Mark discusses his experience and career so far, the status of the Australian market and his expertise on new trends in the industry. Listen and find tips and insights and achieve your business goals today. Welcome everyone, my name is Raghu from Aiden Exchange. Today we're joined by Mark Rainbird, who's the Director of Funding Strategies. Funding Strategies are experts in capital raising, advisory work, acquisitions, uh, as well as in businesses for sale. And Mark and his team have been critical to many major transactions across the Australian landscape. And it's a pleasure to have him on today to discuss the Australian market, his expertise, and what's going on in the industry today. Thanks for joining us today, Mark. Yeah, thanks, Raghu. Now, firstly, Mark, you have a fairly eclectic background. Can you tell us a little bit about your career and how you came to head up funding strategies? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, so essentially, I've got a um, technical background. So I've got a PhD in chemical physics, went to MIT, got into various operating roles, so have been chief operating officer, CEO, managing director of a range of companies in heavy industry, mining, IT, private equity, and, uh, and financial services. Essentially, my skill over the years has been an operating background and how to run companies, essentially. And uh, obviously, I got into financial services through the private equity group and over, over the years, decided to start my own businesses and in about 2010, started funding strategies. Fantastic. And what drove you to essentially start funding strategies? Yeah, so essentially, we saw a demand to provide a professional service around providing sort of funding strategies and capital raising for private companies in particular, so private businesses. And we you know, basically developed an, an, a, a capital raising process and capabilities in that space that we thought would help private businesses. And we've been very successful in that space over the years. All right, excellent. And through this process, you would have come across many different parties, founders, teams. What do you think after all this experience, what makes a company an investable proposition? Yeah, so essentially, it all gets back to people. So the company needs to be uh, have a good team. They need to have a scalable product or business, and they need to have a track record either as individuals or as the business. And they need to have a good business plan or strategy to be able to move forward. The company also needs to be, or the people need to be tra- uh, transparent in their operations and uh, trustworthy. So it's about building trust between if you like, the the party looking for money and the investor. So they need to be able to be, um, you know, corporately, you know, act in, you know, um, in, a, in a trustworthy and, and sort of compliant way, if you like, so that we can, you know, get a deal done. So um, there's some of the traits, I guess, in terms of someone being investable. And do you have any general advice for someone thinking about undertaking a larger scale corporate action for the first time, whether it be raising money or an acquisition? Do you have any advice for them? And how do you go about matching investors with the right opportunity? 
Yeah, so I think the main thing is uh, for companies to get their strategy right. So they need to be clear about why they're doing the transaction and they need to be and they need to have the the right structure, both share capital structure and corporate structure to, to be able to do the transaction. The the next step is they need to be well packaged so that firms like ours can take them to the market and that they're going to attract investors. So they need to be packaged, well packaged, and the story needs to be clear and we need to be able to show how the transaction is going to add value to the investor and the company. Essentially, in terms of matching buyers and investors to, to the company, we have a curated database of potential investors or buyers and you know, we use that database to, to do the matching. And essentially, we get to know the investors. So we understand what they're looking for and we can put opportunities in front of them that, that match. So that can include family offices or venture capital firms or private equity. And then uh, secondly, we, we have, if you like, created, curated deals that investors can show interest in. So we sort of work in two ways where we know what the investors are looking for or potentially looking for and we also have uh, on the other side curated deals that they can show interest in and then we we, you know, we match them that way through their actions. I guess they show that they're interested. And are there any industries you're specialising in there? Essentially, the way we work is we're fairly industry agnostic but the in the funding strategy space, we tend to work with companies that have got a technology bent. As I mentioned before, they, they're a scalable business and they're generally businesses that have a balance, sort of have a weak balance sheet or maybe not a strong balance sheet. So um, it also, they tend to come from industry sectors where we have good uh, industry expertise. So it could be around fast moving consumer goods, IT, you know, manufacturing, so there's a range of industry sectors we work in, but we're generally agnostic, industry agnostic. With what's going on in the world now, are there any particular sectors you're finding a bit easier to get cut through with investors with for potential companies trying to make a capital raise? I, I think the companies that are looking to go global and really scale are of interest to investors. So that could come from a range of sectors. So it could be Agri-tech, for, for, as an example, would be a new sector that's emerging as a trend. Uh, healthcare is obviously very popular given the uh, rise of an ageing population in Asia and also Australia. Food security. So there's a range of sectors, if you like, that match the demographics of uh, you know, what's happening globally. So if you can match into those sort of demographics from a company point of view, you're uh, more going to be more attractive to investors. So those large markets in, in China, India, the US, if you've got products that can scale and can access those markets or potentially access those markets, then you know, they would be you know, more easily invested into those sort of companies. And in terms of demand coming from other countries, you also have networks over you know, in Asia and other places around the world. Where are you seeing most demand originating from now? Yeah, so we're very well connected into uh, places like Hong Kong and China, and we also like India 
in terms of uh, a destination, if you like, for an, for Australian companies. So, you know, we have you know, having those you know global connections really helps with either companies going outbound out of Australia into those markets and helping those you know those companies, or sometimes helping companies come inbound into the Australian market. So. Another area of, of interest we've seen is in the education sector where offshore companies are looking to enter the Australian market. How do you think the Australian market is perceived in these countries you go to? And is there a particular brand that helps raise money um, via the Australian brand? I, I think the Australian brand, if you like, is well very well regarded. So it has some traits in terms of being, if you like, clean and green from a you know, in the, in the biotech and and uh, you know healthcare sectors, agri, we have good biosecurity, for example. We have good governance, and it's seen as a safe safe destination for investors. So those sort of you know that brand Australia, if you like, helps attract investors or investment uh, to Australia, and a lot of companies looking to invest already have operations here or have some exposure and you know it's a it's a trusted you know we're a trusted partner so a lot of those countries if you like are or where the investors are coming from australia is a large trading partner with those with those countries for example uh, uh, china and india and we're also seeing flows of migration yeah, from those countries as well. So um, India is a good case in point. I think it's uh, one of the largest um, migrant inflows into Australia in, in terms of education and other other areas. So those things help when we're um, looking for investment for the Australian companies going outbound. Look, to a certain extent, we're noticing that as well in terms of a, a crossover between Indian migration and also Indian investment from the region. The Australian brand seems to have a very clean reputation, especially in agriculture, yeah. where you know the climate is seen somewhat similar to the Indian climate, but the output is seen as higher. So there's a lot of understanding that the process and innovation here is quite high in that sector. So it's interesting what you're saying about the Australian brand in- increasingly correlates with what we're experiencing with our inquiries as well. Yeah, and I think just uh, another comment on that, that we have expertise in you know, supply chain and other areas which is more advanced than uh, you know some of the supply chains in India for example around food so Australian companies can add lots of value and so uh, you know where you've got a mismatch of technologies or capability investors are trying to close that gap so I, I think uh, Indian companies for example are looking for those either the raw materials or value-added products or expertise. And so that's where Australia's exporting more services and seeing more investment into services, I think, um, from you know, offshore investors. It's interesting. And it's often reaching those investors what people do when they reach out to you. So what channels does funding strategies engage with the investor market within Australia and around the world? Yeah, so... Essentially, as I said, we've got our own uh, curated database of potential investors, and then we also have 
international connections and, and, a, and a national network. So we have a, a sister company called Blue Mount Capital that we work with that has a national office network and also is a member of the international investment banking, uh, an international investment banking group. And it has, they have operations globally. And we also have uh, strong direct connections into various countries like India, uh, Hong Kong, China, Malaysia, etc. So those direct connections also help in terms of either having people on, you know, on the ground or strong you know, links in, into uh, capital markets firms or other, other parties in those countries. And you've been in the game for a while now. How do you think the process has changed, say, from this time uh, now, so how you went about approaching investors, say, five to ten years ago? I think part of it is, you know, the brands and the, and the reputation help. It's about building trusted relationships, and that takes time. So compared to a number of years ago, we would we would may have found it harder to you know, have built those relationships being a younger company. But I think having that experience and also having senior people as part of our team uh, also helps. So we tend to hire uh, people with uh, multi, you know, multi-language skills. We have people from different uh, cultural backgrounds and those things also help build relationships back in, you know, other countries and, and sort of cross-border. So... Uh, I think it's a combination of experience, you know, around people and trusted relationships and just, you know, longevity, <laughs> I guess. Look, you, we, we know earlier, you mentioned earlier, you've, you've ran, run many businesses at sea level as well as on board, as well as being involved at the operations of a company. How does that compare to what you're doing now with funding strategies? Yeah, so I think... What what we in, I guess I'll talk about what we enjoy while we do it. I guess so we we like we've got a, a strong moral compass, so we like to help people, and it's through these activities that we help people and help companies in particular to grow and be successful. So we get a kick out of that, and we form strong relationships with you know with some of our clients and with some of our clients we've had had them for years. And uh, we also, in terms of the ecosystem that we work in, by raising capital, it also leads to jobs growth. So one of the, th- the outputs, if you like, is companies hiring more people and creating jobs and, you know, helping the economy. So we, you know, we also like that macro picture you know, at a national level and a you know, even a local level that usually the first use of funds is to hire people. So if we can get that money in and help the company, then normally they're growing and then that leads to other corporate activity, whether it be merged and acquisitions or listing on the stock market or doing a trade sale or other things. So it also, from our side, leads to other activity and, and potentially other assignments for us. So what's the best part of your profession and what drives you to do what you do if you had to pick one thing? Yeah, so I think it's more around, yeah, really, we, we, we really like being able to, you know, grow companies and, and provide that advice. And quite often the feedback we get is it's not so much about raising capital, but it's our corporate advisory and experience and just helping them, us being a sounding board with those companies and helping them 
answer their queries and helping them get to the next stage and providing that advice. So, you know, we, we get a lot of feedback around how much that's appreciated by our clients. So that's something we, you know, that helps drive us as well in terms of what we do. So what are the next steps in the development of funding strategies and what are your key goals and strategic priorities now? Yeah, so I think the next step for us is to expand our operations nationwide. We've had interest from a number of parties working with us you know, nationwide. We are mainly we mainly operate down the east coast of Australia with and we do have clients in Perth, but just uh, form, formalizing those arrangements. And then in terms of strategies moving forward, it's more around forming partnerships and connecting with businesses where there's synergies around investors and deal flow. So there's the operation, there's operationally there's some folk that we could partner with and, and expand our operations with you know, around around both deal flow and and the investor side of things. Thanks, Mark. Look, you've worked with a lot of different companies and clients. When someone comes on board, what are your next steps for getting them into shape and turning them into an investable proposition in your expertise? Yep. So essentially, uh, thanks for good. So essentially, we have a capital raising process that we step the client through, and that process involves uh, reviewing their, their high-level strategy, their, their corporate structure, people around, you know, the founder or the business. Quite often involves providing advice around the board or board members. We also get the company into some shape around their existing financials and forecasts, and then we package them up in terms of an investment teaser and or an investment memorandum that we we help them write. We also provide advice around valuation, share capital structure, what they're worth. So one of the biggest issues for investors is companies that you know, with you know, ten to twenty million, you know, and they're only just started. So, you know, you know, we need to. Uh, we're we're looking at the company with investors hat on, and so that we can guide the the company appropriately, so that they're going to be more successful around raising when they go to the market. We also have what we call a discovery meeting with the client, about who they know in the market and who we know, and we strategically work together to access the potential investors appropriately, you know, under the Questions Act. And we we sort of guide them as well in terms of what they can and can't do and what they can and can't say in terms of how they're raising. So there's a whole process around engaging with a client. And then in terms of our own process, we proactively deal with the investors. We're building relationships with them. We're calling them up. We track them in our CRM. We provide reporting back to the client. And then we also provide all the compliance and uh, share application forms and all the other th- other things that are needed for a an investor to invest. So we make it a, a seamless a seamless process for the investor, as well as for and we're I guess we're holding the um, the company's hand and taking them on the journey around how to raise capital and how to maximise the probability of raising capital uh, for their for their matter. Look, often people try and raise money when they need it as opposed to doing what you're doing and planning ahead and raising money as part of a strategic journey. Does this happen often with you as well as 
where people need the money now versus seeing money in the future and planning ahead for that. Yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah, so quite quite often we say no to those people. Um, so if they're if you're looking for a million dollars by next Wednesday, it's not going to work. So what we want is to act strategically with the client around their capital raising needs, and that's why we call the company funding strategies. Because people come to us with a business strategy, but they haven't figured out a funding strategy to fund that business. So what we put in place is a funding strategy to help get the money appropriately over time um, in a strategic way such that uh, they're not losing value in the market. Because if you go to market and you're desperate, generally you have to discount you know, all the investors won't come in because uh, you're in too bad a shape. So what we want to do is go to market so we can add value and the investors see the value that the, the company has and they're happy to invest. And some of that may be self-selecting as well in terms of people who are planning ahead will be the ones coming to approach you. Yeah, so I th- it's all about having good curated deals from an investor point of view and as I said, building those relationships. And if you've done the you know, due diligence on the company and you've helped them uh, move forward and, and they're, they're more investable, then obviously the investors are more likely to invest. So it's a, you know, it's a, it's a winning formula, if you like. The, and as you say, we do see a lot of people roaming around that have raised before or tried to raise before and then they come back to us mm-hmm. later and uh, have been unsuccessful. So having having a structured raise and following a process makes a big difference you know, in, in getting funding, whether it be debt funding or, or equity funding. Excellent. Look, and thanks very much for that. How do people go about now reaching out to you to get the ball rolling with funding strategies? Yeah, so yeah, companies can go to our website. So it's the three Ws, fundingstrategies.com.au, or they can give us a call on 07 or contact us via email, and the best address there is brisbane at fundingstrategies.com.au. Fantastic, and thanks a lot for your time, Mark. It's been a pleasure having you on there. We'd love to have you on again soon for an update. And for anyone interested, we recommend heading towards fundingstrategies.com.au and putting an inquiry down, and one of the team will be in touch with you to get your journey going with the company. Apart from that, you'll have a contact us box next to this podcast, so please put your name down, and one of the team will be in touch with you very soon. Thanks. Okay, thanks, Roger. Really appreciate it. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In this episode, we spoke to Director Mark Weinberg of Funding Strategies. For more information on what was mentioned in this episode or any other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to our networking website, businessbyinvest.com. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. For recent info on the buying, selling, and investing world, you can also subscribe to the series on iTunes or Stitches if you're using Android. Thanks for listening.